What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway. I created this podcast to help individuals find their purpose in life, to never give up, and to learn how to live relentlessly through the minds of individuals who exemplify what it means to live a relentless lifestyle. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Let's take off. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway, and I'm so fucking excited for today's episode. We're going to be breaking down macros. So for those of you guys that don't know what a macro is, you hear this talk about macro in the gym, in the fitness industry, right? You're trying to lose weight. You're trying to put on some lean muscle mass. This talk is for you. I'm going to be giving out some awesome fucking ninja tricks today, some really, really great golden nuggets you guys to be successful on your fitness journey. You guys heard that right. We're going to fucking get into it. So breaking down macronutrients, right? We have macro and micronutrients. I'm not going to talk about micro today for time's sake. We're going to get only into macro. So a macro, otherwise known as a macronutrient, is a nutrient that our body uses for fuel, for energy. It's a fuel source. And we need this energy to survive. You know, without energy, we are nothing. We don't exist, right? In order to procreate, in order to breathe, and every single bodily function known known to man is energized through calories or otherwise known as macronutrients. So there's three different macronutrients. You got proteins, carbs, and fats, right? These three are what make up macronutrients. And essentially, you know, when you hear of someone counting calories or if you hire a fitness coach, you know, they'll break down your macros, you know, they'll, they'll crunch you out a meal plan and, you know, it'll be a certain amount of calories. That number, say it's 2,500 calories, is broken down into three different categories. So essentially, not to get you guys confused, but to make it very simple. So you got your protein, your carbs, and your fat. Your protein and your carbs are both worth four calories per gram. So one gram of protein is four calories. One gram of carbohydrate is four calories. Fats is where things start to get a little tricky, right? It's not the same. Nine calories per gram of fat, nine. So a gram of fat essentially is 2.25 times more calorically dense than a gram of protein or a gram of carbohydrate. So just to break that down one more time, protein, four calories, one gram of protein, four calories, one gram of carbohydrate, four calories, and then one gram of fat, nine calories. So that is 2.25 times more calorically dense. So with that being said, now that you understand that, let's get into how the body utilizes these macronutrients, utilizes calories. And first of all, to preface what I'm about to say, everybody uses calories differently. Everyone requires a different amount of calories to thrive, to flourish, right? And it's important to understand this notion because you can't go and compare yourself to somebody else. You can't go and compare yourself to Johnny who is 200 pounds when you're 170 and say, oh, Johnny's eating 250 grams of protein. I should be eating 250 grams of protein. When in reality, you're not gonna be able to process 250 grams of protein because you're only on buck 70. You got to understand that everybody has a different, um, uh, a, a different ability, if you will, to process certain macronutrients. We're all going to flourish on different macronutrients, right? I personally would rather 
eat an animal-based diet and not really worry so much about counting calories, especially that I'm not, you know, I'm not competing in a physique show or bodybuilding show. So I focus more on the quality of the calorie in comparison to the quantity of the calories that I get. And, you know, I, I get a lot of dense animal fats. I get a lot of very dense and clean animal proteins, you know, and I do get carbohydrates from clean sources, from fruit, from local and organic honey. Um, and that's about it. You know, that's what my diet consists of. And I thrive off of that. And I found that a lot of my clients thrive off of this diet as well. And I do believe it's an optimal human diet, but we're going to get into that a little bit after we kind of break down the way our body utilizes macronutrients. So the first, so, so, so you take somebody, you put them in the gym or you put them on a mountain or you just put them outside to go for a walk in the sun. The first form of energy, our body, our cells are going to try to feed their mitochondria. They're going to try to utilize this energy is glucose in the blood. Glucose circulating through our bloodstream is the number one point of attack in regards to grabbing energy. That is the first and, and easiest way for our body to utilize energy. It's to store glucose in the blood. So you, you guys have to understand that if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain muscle, you also have to understand that. So when we are eating a lot of carbohydrates, when we have a lot of stored glucose in our, in our blood and we don't do things like intermittent fasting, or we are not used to moving, you know, a certain amount, or we're used to eating a shitty diet. We're not going to be, we're not going to be able to uh, process calories the way that we should be processing them. It's very important to understand this notion. Glucose in the blood is our first form of attack. It's our for first form of utilizing energy right? So if I, this, this shake here, I have a, an animal-based protein shake. It's got some egg yolks. It's got my beef liver organs, shit like that in it, but it also has a lot of strawberries, bananas, some mango. So it's got a lot of fruit in there. There's a lot of fructose in there. That's going to probably turn into glucose. It's going to turn into glucose. My body's going to use this and not stored body fat for energy for, for today. Now, granted, I don't have a lot of uh, stored body fat to use, but somebody who is trying to lose weight probably shouldn't be eating a shit ton of carbohydrates because all they're doing is increasing the amount of glucose that's readily available to burn in their bloodstream. So it's very important, as I said before, prior to understand the notion of, okay, if I'm trying to lose weight, maybe I shouldn't be eating as many carbohydrates. Maybe I should up my protein intake. With that being said, carbs are not a terrible thing, but if you're trying to lose weight, I would definitely suggest looking into, you know, not so much a keto diet, but maybe more animal based where you're, you are still eating a few fruits here and there, but keeping in mind that protein and good sources of animal fats are your number one source of fuel. So that brings me into number two. So once we burn all the glucose that we have in our blood, that's currently circulating, that's, that's there that we're, we just consumed that day. So it turned into glucose. Second part uh, point here would be stored fat. So once we use up all the stored glucose, we go, or it's not stored glucose, circulating glucose in our blood, we go right to, to fat stores in our body. So you can think of white, white fat, right? You got two different kinds of fat. You got white and you got brown. Brown is the stuff that kind of surrounds our organs. Brown fat is not a bad thing. It's healthy. It's good, healthy fat. We need brown fat to survive. We need fat to survive. So don't get that, that message misconstrued. White fat when we have too much white fat, it can accumulate and it, call, it, can, it can lead to things such as obesity and then diabetes and many other, you know, illnesses and chronic diseases that we don't want to get. It can lead to really bad things. So this white fat can accumulate. But if we can understand how to break down our energy expenditure system, 
and know that in order to lose fat, we want to use that fat as energy. You don't just burn fat. What, what, what the term burning fat means is that you're going into stored fat and taking it and using it as energy, right? So I like to get people to understand if they can intermittently fast and maybe do some cardio and then have a, you know, have some good protein after or, or something like that, have a good meal, maybe get some good egg yolks in them and, and uh, you know, some good animal fat, maybe cook the eggs and some ghee, right? Load it up with some butter. Post that, you're going to be giving your body enough time to understand that, okay, let me go and burn my stored fat and then kind of recover through a method of getting, you know, a sufficient amount of, of, of protein in my body. And that's very important to understand. So, and then we can also kind of get into thinking about protein as a form of energy too. We can, through a process called gluconeogenesis, break down protein and actually use it, strip it of its amino acids, use those amino acids as energy, which is super freaking cool. And this is almost like a survival mechanism. So thousands of years ago, when, you know, if, if we were in a tribe and that tribe was unsuccessful during a hunt and all we had was, you know, with certain food sources, if, if all we could get was lean protein, say, so like think of a rabbit, rabbits are very lean. They're very, very lean. You could die from just eating rabbit because rabbits don't have fats or carbs, but our body is able to get by on a decent amount, you know, through a decent period of time of just eating protein because it can turn it into energy. Otherwise, you're not going to have energy to do anything. I mean, your body, our bodies are very adaptable. And what people don't understand is if we can, not if we can, but what people, most people don't understand is that we have been around for thousands of years and we've had to overcome so much as human beings and we're still here. We've adapted. So now we have certain physiological adaptations within our body that we've evolved over time to utilize when in a caloric deficit, when we can't get food, that's why we can live for weeks at a time without eating food. Like we don't have, I just, I just went on a 40 hour fast Sunday night um, until, until like Monday, mid afternoon, 40 hours. And I've done, I've done fasts before, but as you kind of do these fasts and you understand your body doesn't need food, it's pretty remarkable how, how that can affect your body, how that can affect your mind, the way that you think not having food, you know, within your system and you get rid of those distractions. And then you kind of realize I don't need food. Like we, we need food. It's very important for, like I said, for energy and for many other things for repair, bone repair and breakdown of things and recovery and maintenance and growth, all that kind of shit. But we can go a very long time without food because we've adapted to create, like I said, physiological, um, experiences, adaptations, you know, whatever you want to call it to, sur to survive, you know, to survive and to get by, we'll minimize the amount of energy that we're expending. Like our bodies would literally get lethargic just to preserve energy. We would, our heart rate would probably slow, uh, you know, um, our, our blood pressure would slow down. Everything would slow down to kind of adapt to where we're at, you know, in that given circumstance. So I got, I went down a little rabbit hole there, but they're the three different forms of macronutrients. You got proteins, carbohydrates and fats, and we can utilize all of those for energy. It just depends on our situation, our circumstances, you know, so glucose is going to come first, glucose stored in the blood, and then we're going to go to um, store, you know, fat. That's going to be our second form of energy. So if you're trying to lose weight or specifically trying to lose fat, you need to understand this. 
so that you can make that progress even quicker and that you don't go in the wrong direction, right? So I would definitely think about eliminating a lot of carbohydrates and not, you know, really eating a lot of them because that's super important. That's super important to understand that, um, that notion. And, you know, our bodies, in my opinion, most people, I mean, our minds do flourish on glucose. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of people really do flourish on animal fat. Animal fat is an amazing source of energy and, um, can actually is, is actually linked to increasing uh, metabolism, to increasing um, burning fat, fat loss when combined with, especially combined with certain cardiovascular activities, things like sprints or walking a hill, um, you know, walking on an incline at a moderate speed. Um, something I wouldn't agree with is going for long distance runs because what can happen over time of doing this so much is your heart can actually um, enlarge. After so much, I'm not saying going for a few runs every week is going to make is going to make your heart huge and explode. That's not what I'm saying. But I would definitely look look to to do to focus your time more with cardio on you know low intensity type of type of an activity where you know you go on a hike uphill or you even just go for a walk for 30 minutes at a at a brisk pace or you do some some beach sprints or just some sprints outside. Do 10 or 12 sprints stuff like time yourself, try to make it competitive. So you're, you're always trying to, to go and work a little bit harder every time. Um, what's going on, babe? I saw you just joined, but hell yeah, this is, this episode is a little bit more informational today. Not as, uh, not as motivational. Sometimes I got to throw some education at you guys and, and, uh, you know, give you as much, as much knowledge as I can. You know, what I know, I'm trying to let you guys know of, and even what I know, you know, I'm going to be honest here, guys. I don't know everything. I'm not a fucking doctor. Um, you know, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning. This is a journey. Um, but these are the basics. These are these, the things I'm teaching you guys today are the fundamentals, the fundamentals. And the next thing I kind of wanted to get in, what's going on, Dustin? What's going on, brother? Hope you're having the best day of your entire fucking life. Um, but what I want to get into next, guys. So we talked about macros. We, we discussed what a macronutrient is. I now want to talk about my 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 perspective on counting calories. I am not one to count calories. With that being said, when I take on a new client, I the software that I use breaks down their uh, their caloric needs. Right, we we calculate their height, their weight, their energy expenditure, um, their you know uh, stuff like that, and then from that it kind of calculates their it, what would be called their BMR, their basal metabolic rate, and that's the rate of which they burn calories doing nothing at rest, right? So somebody that, because we still burn calories in our sleep, we actually burn quite a bit of calories in our sleep, but someone who just gets up and sits on the couch all day and literally does nothing, say their BMR would be 2000 calories. So that means, you know, when counting numbers, and I'm not a huge believer in this, but to an extent, it's definitely true. If you were to eat 2000 calories and your BMR was 2000 and you did nothing all day, you wouldn't gain weight or lose weight. That's the whole theory behind it, behind counting calories. You know, there's a lot of fitness coaches that talk about calories in versus calories out. They're not necessarily wrong, but what a lot of them fail to explain is there's more that goes into it than just the amount of calories we take in versus our energy expenditure, you know, in our system and how much, how many calories our system burns per day. You know, a lot of us have those Apple watches and Fitbits and they say, oh, you burned 2,200 calories today, right? And then you got your app, MyFitnessPal, and then you log, I ate 2,100 calories today, so I'm in a 100-calorie deficit. Woohoo! I'm going to lose weight. That's true to an extent. That's true because, yes, 
you have 2,200 calories that come in to your body or that you burn, I'm sorry, that you burn off, you're running, you're walking, you're doing shit, and then you eat 2,100 calories. So you burned 100 calories more than you took in. So in theory, in theory, you should lose weight over time. I believe it's like 3,000 and change calories to burn one pound of fat. I, I Like I said, I don't count calories, but I think it, there's a metric. There's a certain amount of calories you need to burn to um, – to burn a certain amount of fat, but, but I'm kind of misconstruing myself now. Calories come in three different forms, protein, carbs, and fats. Now, if we're burning calories that are strictly from glucose, we're not burning fat. That's not being burned. The only way fat's being burned is if we're actually accessing those fat stores. And my, my understanding of this from the, from the doctors that I follow and, and the animal-based carnivore advocates that I follow is, if you eat the right foods, the evolutionarily consistent foods with who we are as human beings, with how we used to eat thousands of years ago, not even thousands of years ago, 150 to 200 years ago, we were eating so much better than we are today. If we can follow that blueprint, we are going to have optimal human function, optimal human nutrition and feel fucking good 99% of the time. You're, you're always going to have to account for that 1%, but we're going to feel good most of the time. And I don't count calories for myself personally. I probably get anywhere from 2,500 to 3,200 calories a day. Some are less, some maybe if I eat a shit ton of food a little bit more, but for me right now, it's usually probably 25 to 2,700. I'm not eating a lot because I'm not working out. You know, I've, I've spoke to you guys about what's going on with me with my breathing and because I'm not breathing right through my nose, especially because... I get zero air. This is my left side. I get zero air through my left side, my left nostril. Nothing. Zero. Right side. Little bit more. Still not great. I got a CAT scan done and it showed that my right sinus cavity was way more black, which would, which would indicate airflow in comparison to my left side, which was very gray, which is blockages, which is no airflow, right? And it was frustrating for me to see that, but I understood, okay, you know, I just recently learned that our, that our left side, our left paranasal passageway is directly linked to our parasympathetic nervous system. And our, our right side, which I'm clogged there too, is directly linked to our sympathetic nervous system. So you're asking chance, what does this mean? And I know I'm getting off in a rabbit hole here, but sometimes I do that. So be it. So the, the sympathetic nervous system is in control of stress, in control of anxiety ridden tasks. So if I'm around the house doing chores, vacuuming and uh, a business call comes in and I got to answer that, I have to deal with a client. You know, I'm constantly on the move. I'm, I'm in alert mode, right? I'm focused. I'm alert. That's sympathetic. I'm sympathetic right now. I'm, I'm preaching to you guys. I got people watching me. I, you know, I got to make sure that I finish this live and then I'm on point. I'm in a sympathetic state. Parasympathetic is completely neutral, completely relaxed, more of a relaxed, relaxed state, rest, relax, digest type of a state. This is after we eat, we're chilling on the couch with our, our wives or husbands, right? Girlfriends, kids, family, whatever. And we're just relaxed. We're enjoying our time, taking it back at the pool, maybe meditating, maybe just focusing on breathing or just chilling out with our dog, petting our dog's belly. That's a parasympathetic state. And for me, because I can't get 
in a parasympathetic state because I can't breathe on this left side, I'm never going to, until I get surgery, turbinate reduction surgery on my turbinus, I'm never going to be relaxed. So I'm always going to be tense. So that's, that's why I'm not in the gym. That was, that was a super big rabbit hole. And I really do apologize, but I do that sometimes. Sometimes I feel energy to talk about something and it just fucking happens. So getting back to what we were talking about, you know, I was, I was discussing, you know, my calorie range and, and my belief in quantity of calories versus quality of calories and how human beings would thrive on quality nutrition, on animal-based nutrition. They, they, there were no vegans thousands of years. There, were, there was no trying to imitate a steak or imitate a filet of salmon or imitate a pork chop. You know, you see all these things and it's, what makes you think that that is going to do anything beneficial for your body? You're literally taking a natural food source such as a steak and trying to make the same flavor or replicate it to look the same way through fake nutrition, through not even nutrition, through like a false sense of reality. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take watermelon and these seasonings and stamp it and make it look like a steak, right? I'm saving animals. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm sorry to tell you guys, but life is death and death is life. It's a constant cycle. And humans are meant to eat meat. We thrive on meat. And that's what I try to teach my clients is that it's not as much about counting calories as much as it's about understanding quality human nutrition. And when we can understand quality human nutrition and stop focusing on the numbers, just like I tell my clients to stop focusing on the number on the scale, the number on the scale will will happen. You, you will get to where you should be, right? And muscle weighs more than fat. Muscle is more dense than fat. You know, a pound of muscle is this big, a pound of fat is this big. So these are all things that I, I firmly believe are very misunderstood and miseducated uh, within the fitness industry. There's too many coaches um, having people, having clients count calories when they just need to get their clients to understand energy, our energy expenditure system, macronutrients. So understanding what a protein carbon fat is. So being aware and being educated of it, understanding how our body utilizes them, such as, you know, we're going to go after stored glucose prior or circulating glucose uh, before we go after stored fat. So that's an important notion to, um, to realize. And then um, also the fact that, like I said, ca um, calories are not equal. All calories are not created equal. And I've, I've gotten into arguments with other coaches on in my DMs before about this. And it makes me so frustrated that there's so many closed-minded fitness professionals, they call themselves. We call ourselves, right? We're fitness professionals, that they're not open-minded to that. They don't realize that if you eat hundred calories worth of or 200 calories worth of steak, because 100 calories worth of steak really isn't much. Um, if you eat 200 calories worth of steak compared to 200 calories worth of birthday cake or even worth of bananas. Like it, it's, they're two different food. They're two different things, you know, especially, especially birthday cake, right? Like that's a huge swing, right? From, from bananas to birthday cake compared to steak. Um, it's not the same. It's, you can't say that because, because what I didn't understand, what I didn't explain yet. And sometimes guys, I'm sorry. I have, like, I'll be honest with you guys watching. I have really bad ADHD. And it's something my girlfriend has been trying to help me with certain lives. I'm really good at getting to the point. This one, I'm feeling a little distracted. I'm going to just fully put that out there and be transparent with you guys. 
I am having a hard time getting my message across. I'm not perfect. So as I was saying, um, to, to get my message across, what people, a lot of people don't understand because they're being misguided is, like I said earlier, uh, one gram of protein is four calories, right? So what's five grams of protein? Let's do some basic math. What's five grams of protein equal in calories? It would be 20 because you would do five, five grams of protein times four. That would be 20 calories. So if you had a beef stick that said it had, uh, say, seven grams of protein, right? And then maybe one gram of fat. So seven protein times four calorie, that's 28 calories times or, or plus you would do um, for one gram of fat, nine calories. So 28 plus another nine. 37 calories. So if one beef stick had zero carb, one fat and seven protein, it would be 37 calories. And that's how you calculate calories. So you guys can now understand after me giving that example, that when someone tells you calories are created equal, next time you hear that you're going to laugh in their face and say, no, calories are not created equal. And every food and, and this is just macronutrients. This has nothing to do with micronutrients and the, the, the essential part of micronutrients, minerals, peptides, enzymes, vitamins, and, and what that does on our body, on a hormonal level, on our, on our um, cardiovascular system, on, on every system, on our, on our lymphatic system, how we drain toxins out of our body. Like micronutrients are, are hands down more, just as if not more important than macronutrients, but we're just talking about the macro um, part today. And I'm shaking my computer here. I'm getting, I'm getting excited. So, so you guys can understand after giving that beef stick example, uh, and I'm, I'm hungry, I'm craving a beef stick now. After that, giving that beef stick example, that not all calories are created equal. Because you have 37 calories from a beef stick. You got seven protein, one fat, zero carb, 37 calories. Or, or you can have three bites of a birthday cake. I don't know what that would come out to, gram-wise, maybe 15 15 grams. I don't, I really don't calculate things in grams typically say 10, 10 grams of birthday cake. Um, and out of that, out of that 10 grams, like 95% of those calories come from, come from carbs and fat, right? Maybe you get a half a gram of protein from the icing or there was, there was egg yolk or egg white in the, in the cake batter, right? So you get a little something, a, a half or a, a gram of protein. So that one gram of protein is going to be four calories, but then you're going to have um, which as we know, proteins and carbs are worth the same amount of calories, right? One for one, but it does different things on our body. Our body uses protein and carbs for totally different things. Yes. Can we use protein for, um, for energy? Yes, we can only in times of need though, through gluconeogenesis, right? I explained that in the beginning, but when we're having, you know, even though carbs and protein are worth both four calories, we're having way more carbohydrates in those, those 10 grams of birthday cake, those three bites of birthday cake, our body our body is immediately going to process that and turn it into glucose. There's carbohydrates going to immediately turn it into glucose. Then what it's going to do, it's going to go through our body, through our internal organs. We're going to process it. And then we're going to turn, like, turn it in, like I said, in, into glucose. Then that's going to immediately flood our body immediately. And what happens is, when we eat like shit, when we eat things like this all the time, otherwise known as eating like shit, 
our body now has an abundance of, of, of circulating glucose. After so much circulating glucose that's not being used, our body's going to say, it's going to send a red flag up and say, oh no, there's too much circulating glucose. Let's start storing it to make more room because I know that chance is going to eat more shitty foods. So we're going to have to make more room for it. So they start storing it. How do they store it? They store it in, in forms or in forms of fat, in, in, in white fat. And over time of eating like this, and storing more and more fat, you become obese. You become you 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 get different um, inflammatory diseases. You start to develop things like type two diabetes, or you're very lethargic. You become depressed now because now that our body is not functioning the way that it should, it's sending signals to the brain, right? Not good signals, and blocking dopamine, serotonin receptors in our brain, and now we feel like shit. Now we're depressed, right? Now things like anxiety, our friend anxiety starts to knock. It says, hey, I'm here. Come on in. Come join the party, your body says. Then you're anxious and you're depressed. And what comes after that? Now you're 50 pounds overweight. You look at yourself in the mirror and you hate the way that you look. Now you have no confidence anymore. What happens after that? You lose all motivation to live. Start to have suicidal thoughts. This happens to millions of people. And it's all because they don't understand the food that they're eating is having such a profound effect on not only their physical, but also their mental health um, that it can, it can turn people into someone that they're not supposed to be. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today because it all comes back to our mental health. And that's my primary, my primary motive and message with what I do in my online coaching program on my podcast, with my clients, on my lives, trying to motivate you guys to be better and to want more. Why? Because I know that you're worth it. I know you deserve a better life. And a better life starts with our health. A better life starts with taking care of our bodies. Because when we take care of our bodies and we take care of our physical health, our mind is much more likely to follow, is much more likely to feel good because it's getting those hits of dopamine when you're exercising. It's getting those hits of dopamine when you're feeding it quality calories versus quantity calories. And you just feel much better. You feel much better. And then you become more confident and you feel more relentless. And you actually want to get up in the morning and go to work or spend time with your kids or your family or give back or start a charity or start an organization or volunteer or whatever it is that makes you happy. Spend time with animals, whatever it is that makes you happy. So that's kind of all I have for you guys today. I, I am going to go over three, three food choices. This is a long episode, three food choices for you guys today um, that can significantly improve your health. Three things that I recommend that you start eating and not worry about counting calories. If you just worry about eating the right foods and not eating garbage, first of all, number one, cut out all the bullshit, cut out all of the processed sugars, processed foods, um, garbage, anything that has poofus, polyunsaturated fatty acids, anything, any type of cooking oil, cut that shit out, cut out this candy, the sugar, the ice cream, all of that fast food, start prepping your meals. That is number one. Once we get that done squared away, throw all your crap out in your pantry. Once we get that done, then we can start to look to, to kind of elevate, you know, our, our nutrition. 
That's number one, though. We got to cut shit out first, eliminate stuff. And we start to introduce foods like 75 or 80, you know, 20 ground beef. So ground beef that has a decent amount of fat in it because our body thrives on, on animal fats. Our body loves animal fat. Now, like I said, it's important that we cut the shit out first before we do this, because if we have the shit and we're eating calorically dense ground beef with a lot of animal fat, it's actually going to make things worse, believe it or not, because now you're, your body's very inflamed. You already have a bunch of shitty calories and shitty nutrition. So your body's all screwed up. And then now you're throwing even more fat on top of it. So now it's not going to know what to do with that fat. And it's going to start storing it and storing it and storing it. You have too much energy. There's too much food, glucose, stored fat in your body. So like I said, first thing, you got to cut out all the shit, cut out the poofas, cut out the processed garbage, all the toxic sludge, all the toxic waste, cut that shit out and start to introduce things like 80-20 ground beef. Start fresh. And a carnivore diet is also known as an elimination diet. You eat meat, 99% of people don't have problems with meat. A lot of people have problems with seafood, nuts, dairy, soy, grains, gluten, right? All those things I just listed are usually highly... Um, allergic foods that people have allergic reactions to meat, not so much red meat specifically. So introduce that into your diet, start fresh ground beef, steaks, stuff like that. Number two is going to be fruit and honey, get a good source of glucose. So switch from things like birthday cake, ice cream, cookies, any kind of junk, sweets, candies, cut all of that out and replace it with good, healthy fruits. Specifically, if you can from a local farmer organically, without pesticides. Now, most fruits that you find in the grocery store are going to be loaded with pesticides, most vegetables. And obviously I don't agree with vegetables, but we're just talking about fruits. And then also we want to do honey. We want to think about organic, raw organic honey. This is going to be huge as well. Be careful with this. Honey is very, very dense. It only takes one or two tablespoons to be at a hundred plus calories of honey, right? It, it happens quickly. You can, I mean, I could down a whole jar of honey and I'd be looking at thousands of calories worth of honey, more, actually much more, maybe three, four, 5,000 calories worth of honey, depending on the, the size of the jar. But that's going to be a much more usable source for your body. Your body's going to want that more, more. And every, like I said, this is all, this all take all this with, with a grain of salt because everyone's different. Everyone has different needs. Everyone, everyone's body is, has a different BMR, different rate of which it burns calories. So everything I'm saying here today is with a grain of salt. It has You have to take it and apply it to your own life. And if you need help with that, that's why I have a online coaching community. Number three, finally, and it's two of them I have down here. I, I couldn't leave one with the other, is, is ghee or clarified butter. So this can be can used, be used to replace things like vegetable oil, soybean oil, shit like that, that you probably cook, were cooking in. Remember, we've thrown that shit out now. All the poofas are in the trash, blown up with our shotguns out back, right? And then, uh, then we've replaced that with clarified butter. So we're cooking in ghee and we're spreading it on our food and even regular butter. You know, I like to, to slice up butter at, you know, and put it on a sweet potato or on my steak and it tastes phenomenal. And then the other thing is going to be bone broth, whether chicken, beef, whatever you guys prefer. I'm actually cooking a roast right now uh, from Publix. I, I bought two of the organic things of butcher's beef bone broth. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Um, and it's very, very dense in calories. It's got a lot of, um, a lot of really good animal protein in it. And I believe there's some fat in there as well. And it's very nourishing. If you guys know anything about eating bone broth or drinking bone broth, you'll know that it's, uh, it's very nourishing for the soul. And it feels really good when you get six, eight, 10 ounces, you know, in your body, you feel amazing. 
So those are the foods that I would recommend to get started with. Very basic, right? But um, this has helped me. This has helped my clients. When we stick to a schedule, we stick to a, a consistent regimen, um, we start to feel better. We stop worrying about counting calories and we just eat foods that make us thrive. And, you know, that's only one part of it. So, so with the proper nutrition, now we're also talking about movement. We have a good workout regimen. We're moving good. We're feeling good. We're burning calories in, in, a, in a proper way. We're performing functional movements so we don't create movement patterns like my dumbass did eight years ago, 10 years ago in high school and college. We learn. That's why I teach you guys about functional movement, fundamental patterns, and not just being a bodybuilder that's caught, that gets caught in an extended position. It's all right, though. We learn. We learn. Um, so with all that combined, and then you, cre you create solid habits, and you get good sleep, you build a good community and tribe, you're going to thrive. You're going to feel fucking amazing 99% of the time. And at the end of the day, that's, in, at least in my opinion, what it's all about. When we thrive, we're happy. When we're happy, life's fucking good. I mean, life's good every day, right? Life is, it's, it's a blessing to be alive. I'm grateful every day. I'm sure you guys are too. But if we're thriving and we feel good, we're that much more likely to be happy. We have those dopamine sensors getting hit and feeling good just from nothing, just from having the right nutrition. We move, we have good blood flow. We're, we're fucking excited. No drugs, no injections, no steroids, no alcohol, nothing external. It's all because we, we decided to invest into ourselves. We decided to invest into our mental and physical health. So that about wraps it up, guys. <clears throat> I, I am sorry for getting off a little. I, sometimes I get off track. And today was, um, like I said, more of an educational video. So I hope you guys took something from this. Could it have been a little bit more consolidated? Yes. I promise to get better though. That's why we're on here every day. We're going to continue to work on gathering our thoughts and trying to get it out, you know, faster in a more prompt manner, more structured manner. And someone with ADHD, I don't know if you guys have it too. You'll, you'll understand me that it's very hard sometimes to um, kind of pile up your thoughts and, and get it all out without getting distracted. So I'll, I'll do my best to, to keep, uh, to keep things up with that, but thank you guys so much for tuning in today been a hell of a podcast. I know it was a little bit long, but, 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 but if you guys enjoyed today's episode or you learned something new, or you maybe just have a question, feel free to leave me a review. You guys can leave a review on the Apple podcast app. All you have to do is type in the relentless life with chance Galloway, scroll all the way down, whether on your computer or your iPhone, and then just click that ratings and review tab. And you can leave a, um, a rating and then also a review. Let me know how I did. Let me know what you what you want to hear from you know from me in the future, possible future topics and stuff like that, and how you enjoyed it. That helps tremendously with spreading the message of living a relentless life. Um, with that being said, guys, that's all I have for you. Stay fucking relentless. We will see you guys tomorrow at 12 p.m. here on live on Facebook and Instagram. Let's freaking go, baby. Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. This helps further spread the message of the relentless life. You can find me on Instagram as Chance Galloway Fitness. I'm also available on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you have any questions following this episode, feel free to reach out to me at chancegalloway at live.com. Thanks again. Until next time. 
keep living consistently relentless.